0: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and worship you, Lord. And Father, as we are in this world, but not of it, show us, Lord, how to react to all the things that are going on that just seem to be upside down. Father, we pray in the name of Yeshua that you would help us to model correct behavior, that you would help us lead others to you, that you would help us show people what believers look like. So, Father, we just put this all in your hands. We ask that today would be just a great day as we celebrate you each and every day and love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So amen and amen. Before we talk about our new topic today, let me mention a great opportunity for all of you listening. Please attend a wonderful worship service featuring a Messianic worship band from Israel called Makedam. They are, as I would like to call them, the band from the land. <laughs> they will be at chirshdavid in st petersburg on friday this friday july 20th the service begins at 7 p.m. this would be amazing to invite friends family jewish people especially those who don't know the lord so help us get the word out if you need a flyer we'll be happy to email one to you call karen at 813-831-5673. So the information is, uh, it, you know, and, and by the way, I, I'm going to be there. So we are actually closing our service in Tampa for that evening so that we can all support and go and enjoy McKetum. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. So I'd love to meet you there either before or after the service, it would be great. Now, the address is 4200 17th Avenue North. They meet in a church called Glad Tidings. And again, it's this Friday at 7 p.m., and I know that you are going to be blessed. This is going to be, if you love worshiping, if you love worship music, Love to see you there. It would be fantastic. So, you know, what can I tell you? Recently, for me, it's been harder and harder to listen to the news. Our world just seems to be spinning out of control. It, it, I mean, it, just angry people all over the place protesting. Now, look, we've seen at various times in our history like the Civil Rights Movement or the Vietnam War, we've seen people angry and people protesting. But this is a little bit different. When government leaders are the ones who are inciting people and their rhetoric has become ugly, hurtful, and harmful, uh, where do young people look for role models? Our government leaders are the ones who are supposed to model behavior through leadership and respect for our country, respect for our laws, and respect for authority, right? This extremely negative behavior is the result of our country becoming more godless. And there's one characteristic of fearing God and submitting to God that has to be once again touted, once again taught, once again encouraged, and that will be the subject over the next few weeks. And that is the word humility. We cannot be tempted by the world to become like them. We must once again see the virtue of being strong yet being humble. The next few weeks, we're going to look at this word, understand it, its meaning, uh, look how to model it. We're going to try and dissect it. You know, at Shoresh David, when I speak about certain words that everybody understands, like the word humility, when I say the word humility, everybody knows what it means. But I feel when they have not applied it to their lives, I say to them, this word has to look like something. In other words, it can't just be a word we use. We have to tear it apart. We have to understand what it looks like, what the characteristics, what the traits are. Humility must look like something. So in order to better understand this word so we can apply it to our lives, I've broken it down into the following characteristics. Repentance, forgiveness, respect, accountability, unify, and teachability. And I believe these are six characteristics that further define humility so that we can get a sense of what this word means and how to truly challenge ourselves and challenge others as well. How to be humble. So before we dissect it in terms of all these characteristics, let's just look at the word humility today and see what we're supposed to get. First of all, humility is freedom from pride or arrogance. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah? humility listen to this one humility is the recognition of yourself in your relation to God as you walk in a continuously conscious submission to him i know that was a lot to take in <laughs> it it's recognition of who you are in relationship to God as you walk continuously and consciously submitted To the Lord. Humility is also the quality of being courteously respectful to everyone, all others, because they are more important than yourself. How difficult is that to say? I love C.S. Lewis. I'm sure all of you do. And he says humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. You got that? Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Another quote from C.S. Lewis, a man is never so proud as when striking an attitude of humility. And that goes right along with the quote that I've said a number of times recently from Rabbi Abraham Heschel, Heschel, excuse me. And he said, your sense of dignity will grow with your ability to say no to yourself. Look, for me, one of the finest scriptures about humility is found in Philippians 2. I mean, that really gives us a a sense of what humility is all about. Let's read a little of it, starting with verse 1. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Messiah, if there is any comfort of love, if there is any fellowship of the Ruach, which is the Spirit, if there is any mercy and compassion, then make my joy complete, by being of the same mind, having the same love, united in spirit with one purpose. Wow. So in other words, if there are all these different things, but make my joy complete because those aren't enough. I want you to be in unity. I want you to be. And, and, and the, the thing you would want to say after reading this is how do you accomplish this? It seems impossible, but verse 3 tells us how this becomes possible. Do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves. So God is telling us to consider others as more important than ourselves. Then we're told, to have this attitude because Messiah had this attitude and we are to be like him, humble. So as we continue in Philippians 2, verse, uh, um, yes, Philippians 2, verse 5, it says, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Messiah Yeshua, who through existing in the form of God did not consider being equal To God, a thing to be grasped. So here it is. Though he was God in the flesh, he had no problem in lowering himself to be with us. He's the greatest, and he's fine with being with the least of us. And this is how Scripture describes that sense in verse 7 of Philippians 2. He emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave becoming the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, being obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So Yeshua, God in the flesh, humbled himself. If he can humble himself, we should all be able to. What is the result of of having humility, of being humble? What's the result? We continue in Philippians 2, now verse 9. For this reason, meaning because he was humble, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Yeshua every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue profess that Yeshua the Messiah is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now I ask you... (laughs) Is being humble important? God is asking us to be humble. Humility is all, all, always defined, I believe, as a personal quality which an individual shows dependence on God and respect for other people. I like that definition. Where an individual shows dependence on God and respect, for other people. Humility requires enormous self-knowledge, self-control, and self-esteem. We do this in order to be close to God and to submit to him. In Micah 6.8, it says, He, meaning God, has told you, humanity, what is good and what Adonai is seeking from you only to practice justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. One of the Hebrew renderings of this last sentence is, instead of saying, and to walk humbly with your God, it said, humble thyself to walk with thy God. (laughs) Ooh, that is good, isn't it? Humble thyself in order to walk with God. Now, Yeshua modeled humility. We just saw that our humility brings us closer to God. And now, as we pray this next scripture, we are praying that he will heal our land. But as you will see, it starts with humility. Second Chronicles 7.14, when my people over whom my name is called humble themselves. There it is and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Look, I understand it is not easy to be humble. You get a quick emotion, a quick thought, and oftentimes you don't even know it and you certainly didn't intend it, Unfortunately, uh, you, you do things that show arrogance, that you are not humble. And very, very unfortunately, I'll use myself as an example. Monday evening, I was teaching on humility and love and all these things. And Tuesday, I have this conversation with someone. And after the conversation, the next day actually, they told me, that I spoke down to them and I was condescending and that I probably acted this way because I found the situation annoying and I felt that they were acting in a way that I didn't approve of, so I was being judgmental. Well, let me tell you, they were right. (laughs) Gosh, is that awful? I had just taught on it the day before and they were right to correct me As soon as they had me recall what I did, I knew they were right. I didn't feel good, but I I did the very thing that I was teaching against. It was a reminder of how easily it is for me and for others not to have humility when my button is pushed. (laughs) I was tempted and I acted arrogantly. I it was my lack of patience. And I guess I I regained some humility when I immediately thanked the person for correcting me and I immediately said I was sorry and I recognized that they were correct. The good news is that I recognized my attitude was slipping and I sought to remedy that situation immediately. Look, humility helps us overcome conflicts, obstacles in life, thereby creating a more harmonious situation in both our personal and professional lives. Humility brings us closer to people. And because I recognized what I did and immediately repented, the person forgave me immediately, and we didn't lose our closeness. You understand? The same way arrogance can repel people, Humility can bring them closer. However, I've got to tell you, it is counterintuitive. After we make a mistake, we often double down and make it worse by blaming someone else or not owning the fact that we acted inappropriately. Our lack of humility gets stronger that way, and then bitterness sets in, and it hurts our relationship. It is, look, when we make a mistake, as I did, it is best to acknowledge it immediately, and then later on we don't have to do double as much to get that relationship back. You understand? The disciples were having a problem with humility, but Yeshua set them straight. (laughs) Matthew 18, 1, at that hour, the disciples came to Yeshua saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, right? And he called the child to himself, set him in the midst of them and said, Amen, I tell you, unless you turn and become like children, you shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then shall humble himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child in my name welcomes me. Now look, why does he say that? Children, when they're very young, they don't desire any authority. They actually desire to be under authority. They are free from the malice. They're teachable, and they're willing to depend on their parents. And this humility a behavior, this behavior of humility is appreciated by God. God wants us to depend on him, not to depend on ourselves. And this, so he uses the child as an example. Do not be fooled by the world's definition of humility. The Oxford English Dictionary says, having a low estimate of one's importance, worthiness, or merits and in, in the Webster's, it's, it includes not assertive, ranking low in a hierarchy, and insignificant. No, that's not what humility is. Look, in some ways, the dictionary def- definition of humility just shows us the clash between believers and non believers in their worldview dictionaries express the basic concept of humility, which is to be low in everybody's eyes. No. The biblical definition that includes people like Moses, Joshua, Daniel, King David, David, Elijah, Elisha, they were leaders, yet they were humble. In other words, they were very strong, yet correctly submitted to God. There are real reasons that it is hard to be humble. And I'd like to go over them with you, but it's going to have to be next week because we are running out of time already. It's hard to believe. But we'll talk about the three uh, reasons that uh, that it's hard to be humble. Then we'll look at those words that I mentioned at the beginning um, that we're going to talk about, repentance, forgiveness, respect, accountability, unify, and teachability, all pieces and parts of humility. Now, look, if you feel this program's been valuable to you, please support it financially. We depend on God touching your heart and and for you to send in um, support to keep us on the radio. Again, you can do this lots of different ways. You can call Karen, 813-831-5673. If you prefer, choose uh, to go to the website, heartofmessiah.org. Hit the donate button. It's very easy. Uh, And by the way, on our website, you can listen to past shows. So if you miss a show, you can pick it up there. Um, Let me mention this great opportunity once again to hear the worship band from Israel called uh, it This band is from the land of Israel. There'll be a David in St. Pete this Friday, July 20th, 7 p.m. Invite your friends. Invite Jewish people who don't know the Lord. Help us get the word out. Call Karen. Ask for a flyer, 813-831-5673, and she'll email you that flyer. And look, I'll be there, too. The address is forty-two hundred Seventeenth Avenue North, and I'd love to meet you there. Uh, again, if you don't have the address, just call our office, 813 831 It's this Friday, 7 p.m., July 20th. I know you'll be blessed. May the Lord be your first priority and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Would you join me in humility? And let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us. Will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua, Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Oh, Israel! Israel! The Lord!